Hi, this is Debbie Happy Cohen with Joy Based Living. And I just had an amazing phone call with a dear friend of mine named Vito. She lives in Bogota, Colombia, and um, she has been the artist for the Joy Based Living logo, as well as for um, a bunch of fairy tales that I wrote about five years ago. And one of the things that I'm so grateful for is that I have in my life, I've created a conscious community of friends. And I wanted to talk about what that means because I want you to create that for yourself. You don't need to be part of joy-based living to do that. I just want you to know what, what are the essentials in there. The most important, the most important value in my life is recognizing the spirit, the light, the radiance, the beauty inside of each person. It's why I get angry at school systems or at companies that don't value the light inside of each one of us and helping that emerge like like tending a garden it's why uh, i created this community for myself um it sounds very church like but it's not meant to be church like uh there's a beautiful picture of a uh, of a baha'i temple in chile where there's no podium and there's no sermon. It's just this beautiful, beautiful structure of a building surrounded by gorgeous gardens that is backed by the Andes Mountains and overlooks a, a large city with lots of lights at night. And I feel that templeness within each person that I meet. And so I'll give you an example of a, of a chocolate story in a minute, but because that might help you to understand, because I feel like what I'm saying is could be really abstract. Um, and it's, it's not once you get it. Um, within a conscious community, you need people who honor the spirit, the light, the life force, the joy within each person, including themselves. So their spirit. You need people who honor the depth and the height of all feelings. So anywhere from deep toxic shame all the way up to magnificent, unreasonable, unexplainable joy that your feelings don't have to make sense in order for those feelings to be honored and loved and accepted and held. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is, feelings don't need to be healed. They need to be held. And what I find is that when feelings are held, the negative ones tend to neutralize and the positive ones tend to get bigger. 
And then that's what happens within conversations where people are conscious and awake. And then the third piece is, so we have spirit, we have feelings, and the third piece is contribution. That there is a sense of um, honoring that each one of us has a contribution, but it's not driven by a need to be productive. It's not driven by um, fear. It's driven by a sense of, oh my gosh, that's what lights you up. Let's bring that out. Let's make that, let's magnify that. And so um, a couple of practical examples. One friend of mine is a realtor. And I started noticing that what lights her up is really beautiful, um, not just homes, but like uh, landscapes and forests and views. And yeah, those things light up everybody who would, any normal person, but for her, they're especially, uh, they invoke her spirit. They invoke a sense of true joy in her. She loves walking on those properties. She loves selling those properties. She loves matching people to the perfect properties. Um, and so, that's just, that's an example of how that shows up in business. And, and the more she got clear about what she loves, the, the more she started attracting people who love what she loves. Um, and so I never like when I'm coaching people, I never have people like aiming directly for money. I have people aiming, aiming to do more of what they love and to bring the light out in the people that they're serving, the light in the eyes of the people that they're serving. And time after time, I can see that that generates more money. It, it just does. So um, that's contribution. Contribution at its finest is when you call up a nice restaurant and the person who answers the phone is delighted to hear from you and is looking forward to, you know, having you come to their restaurant and, they care about the light in your eyes. Um, having a cashier look at you and say, you know, did you find everything okay? And really mean it. Like they care about the light in your eyes. Not just, I did my job, I got my hourly pay. I abhor the mentality of people walking through life with an hourly pay mentality. I respect hourly workers. So this isn't about any kind of attack on hourly workers. I don't respect the mentality of, I'm on someone else's clock, when's it gonna be over? I respect the mentality of, oh my gosh, I get to be here, I get to do this. Whatever this is, and even if it's the grind right now, I'm here, how can I take full ownership of what I'm doing? I respect the mentality of managers who support the full spiritedness of every one of their people rising up again, not for the sake of productivity, but for the sake of being of true service. So we have in a conscious community, in conscious conversations, we have an honoring of spirit, an honoring of feelings and an honoring of contribution. And I know I promised you a chocolate story. So a lot of times people, um, people will aim for 
what's cheapest or what's most expensive based on their value system of money. And this is um, looking beyond that into a value system of pure joy. And this was a story about, um, you know, I have a big, I come from a big family and I'm like 13 years older than my youngest sibling. Um, and his, you know, he's a boy. And so we were, we were at a restaurant in a mall and I had come back to the table. I was, I must've been in my twenties. So that means he was like somewhere between age 10 and 13. Um, and it had already been instilled in him, you know, about how you spend your money according to the value system that was emerging in him. And um, I had left the table to go to the Godiva store. And I came back with a little bag that had three Godiva truffles in, in it. And, um, and he, he looked at me and he looked at the bag and he said, how much did you pay for that? I don't know. They were maybe like three fifty a truffle, maybe a little more. I don't know, something like that. And he just looked at me like with wide eyes and like, how could you pay that much money for chocolate? You know, that kind of a thing. And I said, you know, instead of arguing with you, why don't we go have a contest right now? So he, cause one of his things was you can get them so much cheaper from the other store. So I said, why don't we go to the other store and we'll get some truffles there. I think I might've told him, you know, and you can pay for that. <laughs> I don't remember. And so we go to the other store, we get some truffles there. And then I said, you can do a taste test and you can decide for yourself. And so um, he tastes the cheaper chocolate and okay. And then he tastes the Godiva truffle and it was truffle to truffle. It was, it was an equal comparison in that way. And he, the look on his face was like, oh, like, like this surprise, this, Okay, he said, I get it. And uh, after that, never heard a peep from him again about, you know, that kind of uh, argument. And I think that so many of us have become like, okay, another story. I went to a baseball game a couple of years ago up in Chattanooga. And um, one of the things that people were really excited about was that there was gonna be a car giveaway. And um, so every, like in between each inning, I guess, or whatever, they rotated a bunch of cars around the, uh, around in the inside of the field, on the edges of the inside of the field. And um, these had to be some of the ugliest jalopies I've ever seen. Um, and the crowd was cheering and they were excited like they could get, they could win a car. And um, I mean, I don't mean they were banged in and stuff, but like, they looked like they needed a lot of work. Some of them had like, you know, a few hundred thousand miles on them. Well, for the most part they did. And to see the crowd get really excited about the possibility of winning a jalopy is the exact thing that I'm fighting against. And then I'm talking about um, another example was um, I went to a really uh, nice hotel for for just the view and for drinks on July 4th last year. And I was surprised that like 
the streets were kind of empty on the, on the drive there. And um, I was with a friend of mine. And when we got to the hotel, I was like, where is everybody? Like, why are the streets empty? It's July 4th. What's going on? And, uh, and we were told that everybody was at the arena getting dollar beers. So we go upstairs to this restaurant and there's room in the restaurant, which overlooks the, the, uh, the river. And we saw fireworks in every direction and there was seating available for us. And I felt sad for society. I felt happy for myself and for my friend. Um, but the spirit of, oh, wow. So you paid 20, 25 bucks for a couple of drinks and a, you know, hummus to share, whatever. That's a memory. Um, that's a lot more. spirited to me, honoring of spirit, than a dollar beer evening. Now, if you really like dollar beer evenings, like go for it. The point isn't you should like what I like. That's not the point. The point is, what is it that really lights you up? Like the problem with the dollar beer evening isn't it, or the jalopy thing, is the compulsiveness around it. Like everybody's doing it just because everybody's doing it, just because our conditioning is, this is what the news said, or this is what was advertised. Like nobody's taking time to think, what would I really love? Like, what would I really love? And if the answer is, I would love one of those fixer upper cars and make it my own, and, or, or I would just love, you know, just to be around the crowd and, and be at a, a, you know, with, with everybody else in the, you know, in the, in the arena. Like, if that's your thing, that's awesome. Um, my experience is that for most people, they just haven't given a whole lot of thought to the inquiry. What would I really love? And in order to really be inside of that conversation, you've got to be unafraid of your feelings from the depths to the heights. And by the way, I keep wanting to show this to you, so I will. This is our feeling scale or feeling chart is what we call it here. Um, I'll show you. Um, we have this here at Joy Base Living. Um, you can't see it easily. I can tell the, the light is shining on it. It's all the way on the bottom. It has shame. In the middle, it has like acceptance. And on the top, it has joy. And I wrote, I love feelings because I love freedom and connection and warmth and joy in full. I love feelings because I love freedom and connection and warmth and joy in full. Oh, you can see it better that way there. And you can't really see the words there, but I'll post it in, in the blog at my blog at Joy Base Living. Um, and then I wrote here, something so natural shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't. Spirit and feelings and contribution should be the easiest thing in the world. They are the most natural thing in the world. Um, I honor the spirit in you. I honor the things that bring you true joy. 
I wish for you a life where you're in touch with yourself and with others who truly honor the magnificent spirit that you are. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for being on this journey with yourself to welcome a conversation like this. Um, I wish you the best on your journey. And if there's anything that I can do or that we can do at Joy Based Living to support you, um, let us know at the blog at joybaseliving.com. Um, I really appreciate meaningful conversations. I really appreciate consciousness. And I really appreciate time and energy and attention that's devoted to awakening the beautiful grand strands of gold inside of each one of us that represent spirit and radiance and love. Thank you so very much.